Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Big guests all week long on the show. We had Kyle Whittingham, Utah coach, earlier. Jonathan Smith tomorrow. Dan Lanning Thursday. Kirk Herbstreet will be on Friday's show. Nick Aliotti will uh, be on tomorrow's show, the former Oregon defensive coordinator. A lot to talk about. Bruce Barnum, Portland State coach, joins us every Tuesday right here at this time slot. Uh, coach, thanks for making time. i got to talk sign-stealing with you. Everybody wants to talk about it. Give us your take on what's happening in college football when it comes to sign-stealing. What's legit, what's not legit? All right, first off, thanks for having us, John. Um, or me, uh, you know, you read, you read all those names, and then you read mine. I'm like, all right, you know, all right. right. Aliotti, I like Aliotti. Is he guy? Is he every week or no? No, he's not. But he, uh, it's, it's just we're overdue to have him on because he spits the truth. You know, he's. He uh, does. I, yeah. I know his brother. His brother was a recruiting guy down at, at a high school in California. Nick Aliotti's a dude. Anyway, sign stealing. What do you want to know? Give us an idea of. In your mind, what is legitimate, what is not legitimate? When, what's fair game when it comes to stealing signs? During a game, ready to go. I mean, if, if you can get them, great. The problem is um, during a game, you know, that, the defense, they can wait till last second, you know. Uh, I, I've been in games where they have that waiting game. They make sure the offense is doing what they do. They don't just throw it out there right away. So if you want it and if you want to get it, I mean, this is a whole strategy within the strategy. Uh, if you want to get it, uh, you go fast, you know. Mm-hmm. Or in two minutes in May Day at the uh, end of the half or end of the game when you're rolling, you know, you got to get run out of time, blah, blah, blah. That's when you can steal them because if you have a young D coordinator, he's going to panic and he'll just start throwing coverages out, you know. And if you know a coverage, you know, front and blitz and all that, I mean, if you know man or zone, uh, I mean, it it helps. Are you kidding me? It narrows your playbook. It narrows your play calls, and uh, you can go. So it's a whole thing. You remember what they did? Um, I remember Oregon did it once, and I don't know what the hell they were doing. I meant to ask him when they held up all those ghost things that year. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's a thing. It's part of the game Give on game an, day. All right. Is it a bigger help for you? to steal a sign on the offensive side of the ball or defensive side of the ball? Offense. So you, Simpler. You, you want to know Man what the zone. defense is doing? Man zone. Just coverage. I don't care what they're doing. Just coverage. If I can. Because, you know, because if you want to be, you know, rudimentary checkers, uh, zone run it, you know, man throw it. Um, uh, but, you, you obviously, you know, what kind of zone? What kind of blitz do they have? If they're a fire zone team, you know, or, which means they blitz, um, but they play zone behind it. Uh, you know, Dallas came out with that and swamped some people in the NFL, and everybody ran it um, uh, because you're showing blitz, and you know you're 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 throwing blitz checkdowns to the back, et cetera, and he's getting smacked in the backfield. I mean, uh, Oregon State uh, fell into that a long time ago. I remember. I won't. Uh, uh, anyway, but back to your question, 
if you have him on offense, I think it's better. If you you know on on the other side of the ball, you know what are you doing? You know, or are they doing? Okay, they're running the ball. Oh, this is a run. Uh, you're looking for a gadget, maybe. You're looking for the deep ball, you know. But uh, I think it's more effective and, and more useful on offense. Give me an idea of where what is fair game as far as you know. If your guys, if you've got an assistant coach that looks across the sideline and he picks something up, that's that's fair game, right? It now. What if Montana State sent someone to your practice or sent someone to your your game this last weekend and they filmed you on the sideline like you know that's where you know Michigan is accused of is how how wrong is that in your mind well uh, we just had a game um here's one for you you want real life I didn't even yeah. talk about I, I, I talked about my staff about this. But what do you do about it? And, you know, sitting in my seat, uh, the head coach of the team I just played, father, is the head coach in my league who we haven't played yet. He was at mm-hmm. the game sitting behind my bench. You know, what am I going to do? What are they going to do? How about that? He sat so, back there the entire game watching my whole operation. You and know. he sat behind your bench watching yep. the game. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. How about that? There's a whatever you said about Michigan. There's one for you. I just had it happen last last Saturday. I'm t- we yeah. talk and but I didn't know he was going to be there. Um and I'm thinking your kid's not playing. He's coaching. Now, if he was playing, I might say, "All right, you know, Hawk, sure, come watch your kid play and yada yada, but really <laughs> you want to come uh, Bruce Barnum is with us, Portland State football coach. Uh, all right, give me, give me an idea. You know, let's just say you you, you somehow figured out organ signs in right. the game earlier this year. Probably doesn't change the game, does it? I mean, there's just a point in which they could yell the play out and probably <laughs> Not that run. game. Yeah, <laughs> that game. Are you kidding me? No. I I did you know, I'd have called Joe Lorg or somebody you know and stuff say, Hey, we had your signs just so you know. You know, so you can hide them, you know, or do something different. But, you know, once they hit seventy nine goose or whatever the hell the score was, no. I I was just watching the clock and trying to get out of dodge. Let me ask you this too, because I have seen and I have noticed things with teams that I cover. I will notice that uh, when the huddle breaks, a player who thinks he might be getting the ball sometimes does something different when he breaks the huddle. Have you ever picked up a tendency like that in watching film? Oh, a ton of them. That's one reason you watch. That, that's that's late watch. You know, first is alignments. You know, I'm talking like Sunday or if you can sneak a peek before. Uh, then you move into, you know, down and distance field position, and then you move into tendencies. Say, we picked up some good ones. Say, uh, a few moons ago, uh, when they ran this certain blitz, um, I played a team, their defensive end consistently, he lined up outside the tackle. We call it a five technique. Um, every Every snap. And for this blitz, he lined up inside the tackle. We call it a, well, some guys call it a four-eye, whatever. 
but he lined up in a different shade and they ran that it was America's fire zone you know so we checked our quarterback old line checked every time um, pre-snap and if they were in that we would check to we had two plays we had a run we'd run horn at it um, or we would, would just run 48 double bench 588 double bench um, and hit the tight end wide open for about 14 yards every time they ran that blitz so yes you can pick up tendencies you know uh, and there's a ton of them um, uh, that you can but yeah and, and, and you know the biggest thing I've noticed there John is it used to you used to get a tape a VHS tape remember those yeah he uh, used to get those, and they would send it, and it was like a continuous copy. Um, so you could see more mm. instead yeah. of just getting a, a cut-up play of here's play two, you know, and it's cut, you know, a couple seconds before, a couple seconds after. There's a picture of the score. I'm looking at a picture of a scoreboard right now. You have to have that. So everything's cut up. Right. Um, but TV helps with that also. You can find some TV copies um, that show the sideline more, you know. Um, that's a re one reason uh, I DVR some of the teams we play, and I just zip through the sideline shots to, to see if you can learn anything or signals. That's a big signal thing. All right. Um, but, yeah, you check tendencies on film. Eastern Washington at Portland State. Uh, coming up Saturday, 1 o'clock, tickets at govikes.com. Tell us what you see on film with Eastern. Uh, good football team. Uh, they play hard. They um, Their quarterback's playing really well. He's leading the league in something. Um, they have a punter uh, that uh, my special teams guy who was at USC last year um, thinks is one of the best in the country. I mean, he's, he's a dude. They are scoring versus everybody. Uh, their record just same as ours, uh, but I th they've lost every game by one score. I mean, they're playing good football yeah. right now. So uh, it's going to be a classic Big Sky battle. You come out flat, you're going to get beat. All right. Uh, I got a couple minutes here, but give me an idea. Your president, uh, Ann Cud, in the video, uh, running out in uniform. Nice to see that support. How about that? Ann Cud's a stud. I mean, she's talking stadium she's talking she's talking athletics uh, period um that hasn't been done around here in a few moons um uh, since pokey allen probably shoot but yeah uh, it's good to see that it's good to see that interest it's good to see that added you know uh, to a, a portland state vibe or a portland state um media going out you know we serve the city, but let's serve it with athletics, and that'll help enrollment. That'll help everything they're bitching about right now. Yep, I, I think that synergy is great. All right, Coach, I appreciate you joining us. For people who want to see Portland State play, Eastern Washington on Saturday, 1 o'clock, Hillsborough Stadium. Tickets at govikes.com. We'll, we'll talk to you again next week. I appreciate you giving us your time. All right, thanks, John. I'll talk to you. There he is, Bruce Barnum on sign-stealing. And other stuff. I find that interesting. I have noticed tendencies. Like, I have noticed in the past, like, Oregon had a offensive lineman, uh, had a tackle in the past, I'm not going to name his name, who, when it was a pass play, seemed um, 
a little less eager to get to the line of scrimmage and get, and this was not the Chip Kelly era, this is Mike Bellotti era, um, get to the line of scrimmage and get in his stance. And so I could, with relative confidence, call, run, or pass from the press box based on how that offensive lineman got up to the line of scrimmage and got down. Very eager to get up and get his finger down and lean forward, look like he's ready to run block versus pass block. It was obvious to me. But I think it's become less evident in the way that people are running plays and sometimes an offensive lineman who's sitting back in his stance might be pulling on a run play instead of uh, instead of blocking in a pass protection. So it's become less reliable. But I'm sure coaches have picked things up from looking around and watching teams and watching film. It's uh, going to be a story to track. Again, John Wilner reporting that uh, the Connor Stallions, the assistant at Michigan, had tickets to the Oregon-Washington game in 2022 at Autzen Stadium, and he sat across from the Oregon bench. It's getting uh, getting close to home, isn't it? Leave it here. Love having the coaches on the show today. Kyle Whittingham, Utah football coach, in the 3 o'clock hour was fantastic. If you missed any of that interview, he talked about the game-winning field goal and the game atmosphere in beating USC over the weekend and Obviously, Utah hosting Oregon on Saturday, Rice-Eccles Stadium. I thought it was interesting that Kyle Whittingham, when I asked him what Rice-Eccles Stadium was worth, you know, he talked about three points, six points. I I think it's I actually think it's more than that. I think there are about four stadiums in the conference that are worth more than a touchdown. And I'll say that Rice-Eccles Stadium in Utah is one of them. Autzen Stadium in, at Oregon is one of them. I think Husky Stadium in Seattle Seattle is another. I think Reeser Stadium in Corvallis, Oregon State, is another. And I think Pullman, uh, Martin Stadium, where Washington State plays. Uh, those are all, I think, advantages that are around a touchdown instead of a field goal. And we can debate and argue which is the greatest home field advantage, but I think those are big advantages to the teams that play there. Now, unfortunately, both Oregon State and Oregon are on the road this weekend. Oregon happens to be going to a place... Uh, that is a very difficult place to play, and it's not very forgiving. And I will be there. If you want to read my coverage, you can do it at johnconzano.com. I'll be on the scene with college game day and all that stuff and reporting from the stadium. I've got a photographer, Rob Gray, who's a fantastic photographer who will be traveling to the game, and he's going to be shooting it and uh, filing a game photo gallery that captures the whole day and the atmosphere. You can get all of that coverage at johnconzano.com. And uh, I got to say, for the people who, whether you're a paid subscriber or a free subscriber, I just appreciate that you're out there reading. And I'm having a lot of fun. As you know, uh, you know, I I uh, am on my own now, and I'm loving it and going where the stories are. And this week I'll be in Salt Lake City, and next week I'll be in Boulder for Coach Prime in Colorado as Oregon State is traveling to Boulder. So if you want to read any of that stuff and all week long, go to johnconzano.com. Um, earlier today, I tweeted out a video, and we've talked a little bit about this on the show, but I tweeted out a video of the president of Portland State, Ann Cudd. She is the president at Portland State on the job since August. And I have to say, in my time, in a couple of decades of living and working and reporting and writing and doing radio shows in and around the state of Oregon and the Pacific Northwest, that this is the first president at Portland State that I think knows their way to the stadium. You know what I mean by that? Like, like I saw Stephen Piercy, the former Portland State president, at 
Hillsborough Stadium for one game last year. But I never got the impression that he understood or respected what is essentially the front porch of his university. And I think Ann Cudd, the president at Portland State, gets it. I found it interesting when she was hired. I immediately went and I, I started looking up her background to find out you know, what her what her history was and what her background is. Because from a Portland State standpoint, I think one of the biggest problems that Portland State has had is that just on the administrative side of the operation, they, there just hasn't been an understanding. There hasn't been an understanding of what is going on, what the challenges are. And frankly, there isn't a respect for what the programs and the athletes can bring to that university. You hear it all the time at Power Five Conference universities and at some of the lower division universities who just get it. Montana, Montana State come to mind. You hear it all the time. They call the athletic department the front porch of the university. They understand that an investment in their athletic department and support of their athletic department brings a lot of different things to the campus. Now, some of it is that if there is an investment in an understanding and a respect for athletics, it's easier to generate student fees that support the athletic department because everybody feels invested, people feel connected to the athletic department, and it helps in that way. And I think Oregon State is a great example. Oregon State, Arizona State do great jobs of connecting with their student body and generating student fees that help support athletics. At Portland State, it is it has felt for years that the athletic department and the administrative arm of the university were literally on opposite sides of the street. And I think, you know, I was really excited when I saw that Ann Cudd got the job. She's the new president at Portland State because I knew that she had a background in athletics. I knew that she understood athletics. I knew that she had played sports. I knew that she understood, you know, and, and her background really is in running and track and field and cross country. But I thought to myself, like, there's a shot here that Portland State just hired somebody who is going to understand what the athletic department is trying to do and support what the athletic department is trying to do. And there was no greater evidence of that than the video that I tweeted out earlier today that basically just showed the Portland State president, Ann Cudd, like meeting a football player on campus in front of the Stott Center. Then you see her, she's in the strength and conditioning uh, you know, room, and she's deadlifting. And then she's in uniform at Hillsborough Stadium running onto the field in a Portland State uniform. First of all, the self-deprecation for a university president, and most of these presidents, you know Pac-12 presidents, Big Sky presidents, they're stuffy, they come from the world of academia, they're not relatable. Uh, they don't live in. They don't live on planet Earth. Like you know, there's a big disconnect. But for the 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 you know her decision to do this and put herself in a position to uh, look like a real human being and have fun with it and make fun of the fact that like, hey, university president is so engaged with athletics that she's willing to put on a uniform, pads, shoulder pads, helmet, run onto the field, work out in the weight room. Like, this was a really funny video, but beyond that, it was awfully hopeful, I thought, because I can remember the former president, Stephen Piercy, he showed up to that one football game, and I asked players, I said, how much FaceTime, how, how often do you see this guy? And they said, well, he came to one 
pregame meal, one spaghetti dinner. That's it. That's as much as they saw him. And then I can remember bringing him on the show multiple times, and he just gave us word salad. He kind of talked in a circle and didn't really say anything, wouldn't make any commitments, wouldn't really give the athletic department a vote of confidence. And I think that all becomes very discouraging, particularly for a program that is leaning into the university, potentially for student fees to help subsidize it, leaning into the university for, for support and and you know trying to make the athletic department, frankly, part of the college experience at Portland State. Yeah, I get it. Some people say it's a commuter campus. Not a lot of the students are living on campus. There's a lot of people living in the surrounding area that commute in and they commute and they go to school and they leave. But that doesn't mean that the place has to feel like it's disconnected, splintered, and scattered. In the video that Portland State put out, that Ann Cud willingly participated in was the first time I've ever seen a Portland State president put their arms around the athletic department. And this was a good thing. It should be celebrated. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.